We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Your love of your RV drove you to the Grand Canyon. And your love of the Grand Canyon drove you to the gift shop, where you overdid it just a little. Guess who's getting an I Heart the Grand Canyon t-shirt for their birthday? Everyone. For their next six birthdays. Luckily, your love of your RV also drove you to protect it with Progressive RV Insurance. While wearing your new favorite shirt. Visit Progressive.com to cover the things you love. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Anyone need a shirt? This is with Giancarlo Nava and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have our Heat Twitter president, Alf. Do I have to say anything? Just say hello or something, man. Why are you so surly today? I'm not surly. I just never know what, whether on. we're introducing yeah, ourselves or show. not. Let's co- bring some energy. It's our second show on Dash. Be more professional. Come on. We're welcoming Yo, in the Dash audience. Up? I'm Alf. Yay. Alf, I have no idea who you are. Alf, give your, everybody give your Twitter handle for the new Dash audience. Welcome, Dash Radio audience. We are the Heat Beat Podcast. And Alf, where can people find you? Okay, on Twitter, you can find me at, at, because you have to use the at sign on Twitter. We know that. I just learned this. Alf. Nine five four. That's A L F nine five four, and on Instagram at slap my fatty. <laughs> we have our producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. How are you, sir? Hi guys. Hi, um, Brian. Do you want to? Yeah, you don't. You don't even tweet. We have uh, our professional screw up, Mr. Alex Toledo. So mean. What's up? Where can people find you? At Tropical Blanket, if you want to ruin your timeline. <laughs> See, he doesn't even have to spell that, Alf, because he th- he doesn't think our audience are... There's such a stupid at, like, at, tro- at Tropical Blanket. We hear that blanket. show, <laughs> Okay, now... Yeah, we did. Our next guest, you can hear her laughing. I don't know how to say her last name, so she's going to help me. We have Alana. How are you? Tahower. Tahower? 
Yes, the sea is silent. Okay, that's actually a lot easier than I thought. We have Alana Tahao, and you are in so many places. Um, can, I know you're 16 Windsor Ring. Where where can people find you? Because you're like in you're everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. So on Twitter is probably the easiest at just at Alana Tahauer. Um, but I'm on 16 Windsor Ring. I'm on All You Can Heat and Hoops Habit covering the Chicago Bulls. Alana is a lot more polished, professional, and better than us. So I don't you. know if I'd go that far, but thank you. Professional for sure. <laughs> So, um, okay, so I guess we're going to start in with the Riley press conference. Riley wins every press conference every year. That's his thing. Like, they may not, like, make the playoffs, but he'll win the press conference every – he'll lose LeBron and win the press conference. Like, that's <laughs> that's, that's true. That's Riley's move. And I thought what was most interesting to take away from that was he kind of told us that the free agent market is not what's going to be important for this team. It's going to be – trades and i know that we've been playing well what if gordon hayward or what if blake griffin is upset but i think he told you the priority is going to be keeping the guys that they have which i I sigh deeply because i'm not and we talked about this last time i don't know i don't know how much they have and i don't know we don't we don't know what's really available out there in trade. So, like, he starts talking about we're going to keep our guys. Uh, we're not really going to look at free agency as much as you might expect because they've had, that's their history, free agency and trades. But I don't know. Alana, you took away what from those comments? I mean, I guess I'm not really that surprised um, only because Riley – Riley kind of does the unexpected, and I think that's what works for him, and that's how the team gets to be so successful. I mean, even even missing the playoffs, you can't really call this season not a success um, after you know the way that they started. And on top of that, I just feel like a lot of times the whole free agency ballpark is just hyped up so much. Um, I'm not particularly a fan of Blake Griffin, for example. I didn't. I don't want to hear him having anything to do with <laughs> Miami Heat. Whoa. Um, I just, I'm not a fan at all. How how dare you? I'm sorry. I know this is like an unpopular opinion. I think he's super overhyped. But he dunks so hard. Yeah, I think he's kind of a one-trick pony. It also irks me that he got uh, Rookie of the Year that year when he was technically a sophomore. I think I'm just holding a grudge (laughs) Um, for him. He was around the organization for an entire year, and they're going to give him Rookie of the Year. I mean, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I think that free agency is not... It shouldn't be as relied upon, but to your point, I'm kind of almost concerned about, you know, in terms of trading, who, who would the trade be for then? Because, like, their move has been a disgruntled star somewhere else, right? Shaq, Goran, they have a history of getting guys that are pissed off. Huh? What happened to him? Paul George. Paul... <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. But you need the pissed off star, and like the pissed yeah, off Jimmy star Butler came over. is Carmelo, and like that's what you have. Like that's the you guy. You know, I'm actually, I'm I'd be fine with that, and I know that's also I'm in the minority there. Um, How dare you? I know. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna get kicked off the show like super early on here. Um, I mean, only because I feel like if anyone can make Melo into what he should have been and has the potential to be, it is the Miami Heat. Um, I feel like the work they've done with, like, James Johnson and even Dion Waiters is, like, you can't really compare that to any other organization. But that's the kind of move he would do, Alf, right? Like, that's the guy that they'd look at. Like, I think that press conference, to me, indicated that that's something that they're very interested in. 
Well, I don't see where you, how you got that from the press conference, but because he's saying that he wants to explore trades and like that's the kind of trade he likes to make. Yeah, and I, I mean, I get it, and and I think there would be a lot of there would be a a lot of conversation with Melo uh, before they even pursued anything about okay, are you ready to get into world class shape? Um, we talked about this on the last podcast. Like, is he ready to ready to fit into a role? Because um, he's not necessarily going. He will be the best player on this team if he comes here um, by reputation, but not necessarily by design, right? So. He would have to fit a role here, and is he willing to accept that role? Um, so I think there's a lot of there. There would be a lot of uh, there's a lot of conversation that needs to be had first with Melo, um, and just overall when you look at it, I think what he's saying and it just makes sense. And it's it's he's just looking at the landscape and saying, well, this is the reality of our situation, right? So if this is our reality, how what what is the best what is the best avenue? to continue to build a contender and keep looking for looking forward and be flexible. And the best way to do that right now is to just keep to maintain what you have, right? Because these guys have gained a pretty good reputation. They have, they've increased their value and even if for nothing else to keep your trade pieces for if a whale or something big does come along, you have the assets to trade. Alex, I saw you wanted to jump in. I mean, I wasn't going to say exactly that. <laughs> Basically, that I thought, I don't think it's a bad idea Way to go. Uh, bringing back, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea bringing back JJ and Dion. I don't think it's crazy because, uh, like we said, like he said, I don't, I'm not sure how realistic the, uh, the Gordon Hayward and Blake Griffin stuff is. And you could package some of those guys together because eventually they're going to get too expensive when Jay Rich and Justice hit the market. So it's possible that it becomes more likely that they package someone we also another player later on. I feel like what's quietly might happen is Jay Rich is so up and down, but if he has a semblance of a good year next year, his contract expires when TJ's kicks in, right? So that that TJ money is going to kick in when Josh Richardson goes to free agency and and Winslow, I think the year after, right? So they're going to have a lot of decisions they're going to have to make with. The, like if they pay James Johnson and they pay Dion Waiters and Winslow becomes any kind of special, if they can't move Tyler or Dion or, or one of those guys, that might be you might be giving up Justice or or Jay Rich if they turn out to be any kind of good. I know Riley didn't really have much to say on this, but what what do you guys think is going to happen with the Bosch money? Because I'm just so curious. Like they've just been sitting on it. I, that, I think part of that's going to go to Dion. Part of that's going to go to James Johnson, and then they're going to try to, or they absorb a contract, right? I think that that's because I know we've talked yeah, about I th- Gordon. Hayward. I think that's what I think that because what do they have outside of that? Outside of um, I don't, I don't know. They, they can they can get somebody else with that money. Yeah, like, outside of the Bosch money, they Dion would have like 14, they have like fourteen million, like roughly even with the Bosch money, they got forty million dollars. Let's say you got to give twelve million to JJ, fourteen million to Dion. That's twenty six million. You got fourteen million dollars left, Ellington. and then you got to give six to Wayne Ellington, right? And then, um, and maybe, then, so maybe they have really, a little bit to keep Willie Reed, but I, I don't know if you want to pay. Yeah, back you might want to keep Willie Reed, or you might want to go, you know, one of these mid level guys. Then you also have exceptions. Like they're going to be able to build a decent team. It's just um, the the people out there that are looking for a whale. Like it just might not happen this summer. I mean, and. And like, let's say they have to use that Bosch money to sign a guy like Melo because Melo, yeah, he 
he acquiesced to all the Heat's demands and he was he's ready to come aboard. You still have enough money to give JJ and Dion something, and then now you have a team. You have the same team as last year, but with an engaged mellow and a draft and, pick. and a draft pick. And is that enough? And and the mid level exception, like is and oh, now you have to ask yourself: Is that enough to be a top three, four seed in the East and have another fun year? And I think that is because like you're because you've maintained this that you're saying as long as they're kind of competitive and it's fun, you're okay with that. Yeah, but I mean, Riley even said, I mean, "Like fan. I'm not going to be here for." I I know that that's fine. Yeah, I'm but, not Riley though. Yeah, but like, I, what what's what might like, like? That's not what he's thinking. Like he he yeah. very clearly put it out saying, "I don't know how much longer I'm gonna. I don't know how many more non playoff years I can take." And I know he wants to contend. He doesn't want to be a four seed. You know. See, I think he's happy with making the playoffs. Um, Alf, Alf, at, at his I, age, you think he's but happy? here, I because th- I think he's he's aging like a fine wine, though. Don't knock Riley. <laughs> but yeah, and I think he's, I think he sees what's happening within his own franchise. Like he sees that this year, and and this is something I wanted to actually kind of bring up on the last pod. Like the transition is happening in front of our eyes. The biggest draw to the Miami Heat right now is no longer Pat Riley. It's Eric Spolstra. And I think we all can agree upon that. Like he is the biggest draw. Why do? Why would a free agent want to come down to Miami? Is it Pat Riley? No, it's Eric Spolstra. So that transitioning is already happening. And if you look at Spo, like what does Spo want? Spo wants young, athletic, um, multi-positional time. defender. Like he, he, he wants. He wants Gordon Hayward. He no, that's what I'm saying. He that's these. He wants guys that are just. That he could plug in anywhere, and he, he wants the James Johnson types. And you see the transition happening where this team is getting younger and younger and younger. We saw what happened last year with the Luau Dings, Joe Johnsons, and the Dwayne Wades, and then they totally transitioned this year. I think we're starting to see that change right in front of our eyes. I think Riley probably has like a year or two left. I think I'm going to cry when he retires, like straight up. Cry? Like I'm, literally, I'm literally like the biggest Riley supporter you'll ever meet. I'm obsessed. You're gonna pull Gianni? I cried when Dwayne left. That's respectable. I think we all cried. Alf made fun no, of me. No, that's for not respectable. Alf, Alf made fun of me for crying. You really you didn't shed a single tear. When, I cried when, when he when, came back. I cried when he came back and when he left. <laughs> oh, yeah, Alex, you, you were with me. Man, man. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, didn't I cry. I felt so alone. Yeah, man, I was I was standing in solace. The tribute <laughs> video, man. The tribute video got every me. single every single like. Man in that crowd was <laughs> was trying to hold back tears. Man. I, I wasn't. Care. I didn't care, man. I had tears streaming down my hot face. I was so sad. I could totally see Alf crying at that game, too. Alf? Yeah, you a damn lie. You know better than that. <laughs> that ain't happening. And if Dwayne Wade is my favorite, uh, probably at this point, he is my favorite basketball player of all time. And I'm not crying. I think uh, Magic was my favorite basketball player before. And I was like, what? 11 years old when, or 10 years old when he announced his retirement or when he said he had HIV, and I didn't cry. Gianni's a grown-ass man crying because <laughs> Dwayne came back to play a basketball back, game. Man, he came back. Freaking oh embarrassing. Oh, my God. He just Can compared we, it to HIV. Alana brings up a great point, like the Riley retirement. That is going to be one of the all-time greatest press conferences ever, right? My God. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go on for three hours. Yeah, I was going to say, live it's like a week hours. long. He's going to curse a bunch. He cursed the last one. That was great. Brian, do you have sound of his cursing? 
No. Oh man, that was yeah, that's <laughs> the feature of his team, though. Where he's... I'm, glad, I'm glad we discussed this before the podcast. I should have asked you. It's such. Do you have started this? No. Alana, did okay. you see the whole? Did you see the whole press conference? No, I had to actually read about it on Twitter, which was disappointing. But at least I got the main sound bites there. Yeah, he totally. How fast was Barry Jackson doing that report? Oh, yeah, you... I mean, I had my entire timeline was just like word for word as he was going. So he left, he left like these, uh, I guess like these cards, like that had like some sort of inspirational quote. Oh, yeah, and there was something else on the back, right? They were like yeah, two-sided. Yeah. And all, he's like, he gave them to all the media members. They're all like making a, a deli line to get the cards. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, oh, I want, a, I want a Riley card. I'd be what? at the front of that line. Believe that. I want the, I want the Riley card. Yeah, I, can't, I want to call out Anthony Chang. Anthony Chang is a friend of the program. He writes for the Palm Beach Post. We asked him to ask some questions of Riley and to get us a forever card, and he refused. <laughs> Anthony Chang also doesn't give us the media Wi-Fi when we're at the arena. This guy, man. He's the, he's the worst. That's hilarious, actually. What kind of friend is that? I'm like, Anthony, what's the media Wi-Fi? He's like, no, I can't do that. I was like, what do you mean you can't do that? <laughs> we're not media? I was like, Come on, we're kind of media. Still won't get those credentials. You know what happened? So, Alana, last... You know what it is? It's my Uptown Dale slander. <laughs> That's why they won't give us a... They won't give us <laughs> this is why we can't get credentials, because you slander... When did you slander Uptown Dale? <laughs> I slander Uptown Dale on, like, the last three podcasts. Oh, that's right, because you said he wasn't a heat lifer. <laughs> no, and I also said he tucked in a hockey jersey, and I can't respect a man like that. <laughs> Alana, do you know who Uptown Dale is? I've heard that name, yes. He's, like, the DJ or the hype... What is he's he? the, the hype, hype man. man. Yeah, he's the hype man. For the yeah. Isn't he somewhere tightest, else take over now? No, he it's, wears the uh, tightest pants ever. It's Uptown Dale. What's the other guy? DJ Irie. DJ yeah, Irie. that. Yeah, I think I follow him on Twitter. DJ, yeah, DJ Irie is cool. Uptown Dale is not, <laughs> and UD is going to take over that role when he retires. UD's going to be the hype man. No. Yeah, but he's not gonna he's not gonna move. He's just gonna stay in, stay in the middle of the court and say, "Get up!" and we're all gonna get up. <laughs> Does he literally drink Starbucks before every game? Because two of the games I've seen this season, he literally had Starbucks in hand, and I'm like, "This is a great pregame routine." UD. Yeah, I was at the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Heat game, and he just strolled on like while everyone was doing shoot around, just with a venti Starbucks in his hand. Yeah, venti? He's not gonna play. It's so. a lot of sugar, man. Well, we he's don't know back. what he's drinking, but. He's probably got penny <laughs> What are you accusing him of? No, I'm saying he could whiskey? just have a black coffee. Is there a sugar in that? full of whiskey? <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's a little Hennessy in there. He's not going to play. <laughs> he knows better. Uh, He's like, ah, uh, Did I just show not? Hold on. How white did I sound when I went whiskey and you went Hennessy? <laughs> I mean, black people drink whiskey, I okay. believe. Okay. Crown. He probably does drink Hennessy. The good stuff. Oh my god! Do you guys remember when James Jones had a cafecito on the sideline? No. Yeah, he was stirring like a cafe con leche on the sideline. See, that would literally be me if I was in the NBA. I would just be like wiling on the side. I remember. Uh, <laughs> I used to. Yeah, play... I'd be drinking, but not cafe con leche. I used to. I used to do. Like... I'd be ordering from the guy from the little waiter that comes down to the floor seats. I'm like, yo, my man, give me a crown and ginger. Okay. <laughs> My fat ass ain't playing. What if they put you in? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, his garbage stuff. Drink during halftime. He did. Yeah, it was like this huge thing that came out later. He was like, "Oh yeah, we're all just like drinking." And the Lakers? 
Uh, I don't know what team it was on now, I forget, but there was this huge reveal that he, like, accidentally let it out. And that was on like, the Bulls. Oh. No, yeah, no, it was, a, it was either the Bulls or the Pacers. I think it's the Bulls, because I think I heard about it when I was still at Comcast over here. That's so funny. But I think it, I think it would be the Pacers, because Steven Jackson would be all in on that, right? That's true. I could Steven see that. Jackson would be, like, the bartender in the <laughs> locker room. Yes, <laughs> like the, the mouse at the palace happened because they were all hammered. Instead of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, he's just fixing everyone drink. <laughs> he busts out a mixer and starts shaking. <laughs> That's yeah, because the mouse at the palace is like. That's a bunch of drunk black guys getting into a fight outside of a club. Christ. Like that's that was my twenties. <laughs> the mouse in the palace was my twenties. You related to that so, personally? Yeah. I, oh, I could. I totally saw that. Somebody threw throws a cup at me, and now I'm just swinging on random white folk. Like it happens. So, no, it's so ironic first you said that because a Detroit fan actually threw something at me at a Bulls game for wearing, wearing a Larry Hughes jersey. Why are people from what? Detroit so what? miserable? Why would they? Do yeah, that? I was like, this doesn't even have to do with you. I they literally threw popcorn at me, like straight at my face. But why? Really? What did you do? I just had a Larry Hughes jersey on. They're like, get I mean, out of here with that. I'm like, it. no, I didn't. <laughs> first of all, I'm kind of mad at you for a Larry Hughes jersey right now. Like, I'm kind of mad at you right now. And it's, it's, it's it like my most prized possession. Let's be real. <laughs> did you throw the popcorn back at them? I should have. I wasn't eating Very popcorn. I would have. You should have came back with a chair or the the broom in the dustpan, like Jamal Tinsley. Oh my god, that was the best. Jamal Tinsley. He had that dustpan like ready to go. We don't get any cool. F- I mean, I think the last almost cool thing that happened was Udonis gonna fight um, David West. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> or no, or, or was it this season or last season when UD, Boogie Cousins, and Matt Barnes all had a meeting? At the end of the <laughs> James game? Johnson jumped over Whiteside, too. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. James Johnson, a lot of you taking over the. Yeah, no, that was a great moment. He was just taking over UD's role at this point. He, he, he jumped over Hassan to push that guy, to push that Hawk player who I don't remember who that was. Yeah, you shouldn't mess with the black belts. Yeah, They're bad. That's the best thing. Like nobody ever really wants it with J. And like James Johnson wants it, right? Yes. But nobody ever really wants it with James Johnson. Like everybody's getting heated. They're pushing, and nobody's actually going to do anything. And then James Johnson shows up. They're like, okay, all right, that's enough. Yeah, anyone with a neck tattoo that okay. big, you should probably know better. James Johnson's <laughs> about that action. Like he wants to fight. Like a six foot eight black belt. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> get your Kill ass. Like, what are you gonna get leverage? He's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's crazy. Yeah, he he doesn't look right. I'm pretty sure he's crazy. He tried neck tattoos. Well, he sat there and someone tattooed his neck. You ain't right. <laughs> well, so did Birdman, and I hear Birdman's like a nice guy who won't fight. Did you oh, see yeah, his right. haircut when he was at that one game this season? He looked like such a nice gentleman. Oh, I was so right. confused. I was like, wait, am I really looking at Chris Anderson right now? It's okay. I let him, does Chris I let him Anderson, date my sister. Does he still get to be beloved even though he went to Cleveland? I yes. love him. I do. But I'm a little different. Like I uh, Alf, you think he does? Yeah, Birdman always gets love. Like and because it was like after the heat discarded him, so <laughs> Yeah. What about Mike Miller? Yeah. No, because Mike Miller did the trolling. He oh, on he did whatever. the Instagram it's, trolling. Yeah, he did a little trolling first. He like Mike he Miller's put, literally LeBron's number one fan, though. So yeah, he's a little butt boy. So, but like, does he get to be beloved in Miami? I don't hold grudges. I don't either. But like, we're I think we're different. Like, Alf is like, think, super petty. No, I think we hold we hold a little bit of grudge against Mike Miller. 
no grudge against uh, Birdman, and a huge grudge against James Jones. Who? James Jones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who? Because he's like he's supposed to be like so Miami, and like he like he was he was hanging out with LeBron and Ray Allen after the championship. He was on the first freaking thing smoking out of here as soon as LeBron went to Cleveland. And then he sits on the bench with that mad face. Like, dude, shut up. Like, you're not that mad face. What are you mad about? Like, because you're not in the game? Like, they'll come back like after an 11-0 run by the other team, and you see James Jones mad. Like, what, you would have done something different? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been 17-0 if you were in the game. You bum. Did you see this, this halftime score, by the way, of the Cavs game? Oh, how much are they down by? Because I left at, like, the end of the first quarter. They're getting worked. I don't remember because numbers are hard for me, but... <laughs> we just let that sit there. Numbers are hard for me, and... If you know me in real life, like, oh my NBC, God. the numbers God. is ridiculous. Oh, my God! 54 to 49! Like I said, getting worked. We had the same reaction. Okay with losing I thought that was game. a typo. <laughs> they are completely okay with losing this game. Oh yeah, we'll turn it on. So funny. At least I thought they were gonna make it interesting. Holy crap. That's holy crap. Did you see the score, Brian? <laughs> 74 to 49. Which okay, that's a good segue into Bulls Celtics because I thought I didn't I didn't think the Celtics were that great, but I didn't think the Bulls would be up 2-0 going in. And it's not Yeah, but that's so bulls though to have a terrible season like turn ha- have literally all of Chicago turn against them and now they're like just kidding Alana, let's go. They were so dysfunctional all year. Yeah, that organization is literally the worst in the league. I don't know. It's that Sacramento exists. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The, the Knicks. I the mean, Knicks. listen. Until no, until, but see, uh, the Dolan Bulls are like died. sneakily bad. They don't like do stuff that necessarily makes headlines, but like it's just it's disgusting. Like I. The whole guard pack situation, the fact that they still have their jobs, I just don't understand. Now, we, I mean, we all know they suck, but it's like when you compare them to the Knicks, like <laughs> they got rid of Noah. The Knicks signed Noah for four True, more that years. was like the first smart thing they've done in a while. That and the yeah. Derek Rose. Yeah, and Nick's so, is the worst contract ever. So they can't be the TJ. they can't be worse than the Knicks when they actually made a smart move and the Knicks picked up their trash like yeah we'll we'll take this like, that's a Knicks, Knicks move are, though huh that's so Knicks oh yeah I mean they'll sign anybody and they, I mean like there's no like there's no research like what's your name Joe Kim Noah yeah here's like, seventy million dollars if Ray Allen came out of retirement Joe Kim tomorrow, Noah hasn't been good since 2014 him. like what were they thinking anyway. They don't Sorry. make any sense. Okay, Bulls, Bulls Celtics, though. So they're up 2-0. And I don't even think they – I thought last game they played well, but I, I I don't think they've been particularly special. Celtics are just like, ugh. I mean, they're getting games out of guys that weren't giving them games before. Rondo's back to being good. D-Wade had a good game. Well, D-Wade they're getting production two- out of Felicio and, and Paul Zipser, like – they weren't getting that during the season. Yeah, Bobby Portis had a good game one, too. Bobby Portis, too. Yeah, but he owes OG that Bobby entire Portis. game to Dwayne. Alpha and I were talking about it. Like, they'd run that pick and roll, and then Dwayne would get the second defender, and Bobby Portis is, like, doing the Udonis thing. Over here. Boom. Hoiberg's a terrible coach, so I'm sure he just ran out of ideas at this point. <laughs> I'm so anti-Hoiberg. It's ridiculous. I want to meet a- him on the street and just talk to him and have a word. Like, that's my, literally, every time I'm out, I'm just like, please let me bump into him. <laughs> That's all I want. 
I don't even need to meet Hoyt. Like, let me just bump into Hoytberg. <laughs> what do you dislike about Hoytberg? What's the least thing? What's the what's the he's a you bad coach? Yeah, he's just like he doesn't understand that this isn't college basketball, and it drives me absolutely crazy. Like how? He's been my favorite coach this playoff stuff. Like, he just runs the same offense that he was running with, like, what, 18-year-olds in college, and he expects Wade to be running out there. Like, you can't do that. And fine, <laughs> you had one season to figure it out. It's season two now. Like, you don't see that. That I mean, Rondo's fast, and he can't even keep up half the time. He just drives me nuts. They don't respect has, him at all, either. He has no, as they many don't. playoff wins as Brad Stevens, though. So. He has as many playoff wins as Brad Stevens. I like... have a soft part of my heart for Brad Stevens, though, because he was in the Horizon League when I worked with them, and he was a really nice guy. But I do, I mean, he's, he's kind of sinking the ship okay, right now. Uh, but he, On Heat Beat, we make fun of Brad Stevens. Two no, but... and ten. Two and ten. Two and ten. Okay, can we make this? Okay, we found the name of the podcast. This episode's called <laughs> Two and Ten. <laughs> But you know what it is? It's not even Brad Stevens' fault, really. We make we make fun of these just this, this idea that he's some just boy wonder genius. But man, that that is a terrible roster. Like that roster is like. No, I think it's a good team. I just don't think they have enough. No, they're they're the Boston. No, they're, ta- they're yeah, they're garbage. I will agree with that. Well, yeah, Hoy- they're just not. It's Hoy- it's poorly constructed. Like that's not a playoff roster. No. Your your best player is five foot nine. Did you see what Jimmy Butler did? The absolute disrespect of when, like, in the fourth <laughs> quarter, Isaiah Thomas is going in for a layup, and Jimmy Butler's like, "Are you kidding me? You midget! Like, no, you are not getting a layup." And he just swallowed his layup whole, and just like, and 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 just they just moved on. Like, it's a bad roster. It's, it's like, yeah, you can get away with this crap in the regular season, but. Then you roll up, and then oh, Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, and Rajon Rondo are there, and these guys know how to play in big games. Robin Lopez, and, Rolo. and you're out there with a mirror. Yeah, Rolo is working. Everyone, I love Robin Lopez. Like he's been on like a sneaky great contract for like five years. I respect him. I just wish he would do something with that hair, oh, but I can say that part. for a bunch of people. So my it looks mom, like Simpsons. I don't pay him without the hair. The Lopez by in Spanish calls him El Loquito Lopez, which is the crazy Lopez. Which is Robin, and then she goes Lopez, which is Brooke. So crazy Lopez, and Lopez. yeah, that, I mean that's accurate. Yeah, no, he's like he's been on such a like honestly, I would rather have him at that money than have Hassan. Okay, no, oh, but li- no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Listen, a, listen, listen, nice listen to me. Listen, we're having a nice conversation. <laughs> and you say something stupid. Because oh I think you get a lot of value out of his deal, and you're paying Hassan a lot of money. And I think in Spo's offense, Robin Lopez can do what Hassan does. Because you don't no want one Hassan. can do what Hassan does. He's like, just set picks and roll. Like, it's not complicated what a big guy has to do in Spo's offense. He's different. He is different. <laughs> He's got that dirty left. <laughs> does, does Robin Lopez have the dirty left? No, I don't think so. But he has funny hair that bounces. Yeah, that was a bad take. Fun. I'm sorry. I think I still stand by my take, although I'm not confident. No, go have, away. You, have you ever had a take that you're like not too confident about, but like you want to? You've thought it in your head for a while, and you never say public. them. In, I don't say them on podcasts though. Do you have? I worked them out of my head a little bit first. Do you have any bad <laughs> takes that you want to share? Me personally? Yeah. Do you have any like takes that you're scared of that you know? All my takes are fire as hell. <laughs> I'm so scared. I've been so scared of saying that take forever. 
Well, now I don't want to give my Blake Griff- my Blake Griffin tape because I'm lying like just torture. I mean, it. I'll just sit here and roll my eyes. It's okay. Go <laughs> ahead. I'll tell a lot of Blake Griffin tape. Right out, right out the gate. I'll say you've said it every show that you've been on for like the past month. No, I'm done. I'm done. Alana, now she has me second guessing. How are you going to not... give rookie of the year to a sophomore who was <laughs> around the organization? So stuck on that? That, that is so ridiculous to me. That is so petty. That. that was like, that was like 10 years ago. What it doesn't Embiid, matter. going to get it for his third year. Yeah, Embiid's going to get it yeah, for Yeah, Joel Embiid, people are talking about he played 30 games in his third year. Like, yeah, give him rookie of the year. He's going to win. Guy's, is also just a giant tool, so that doesn't help his case <laughs> with me at all. He is Did he a tool. punch some staff member last season? Yeah, yeah that he's was boy, a boy, though. It was his boy. Big, yeah, but he's a big meathead tool. He is kind of a tool. Is he like NBA Gronk? No, he's like the Brett Romberg. Oh, Gronk's at least lovable. Griffin just leaves everything to be desired. He's just terrible. All those Kia commercials, too. Oh, they're awful. They're so bad. They're we so need to get him out of LA just because just of that. How does he get? Derrick so Rose made better commercials. No, actually, low key, Kyrie Irving makes funny commercials. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I like it. Like the guys that get commercials are. We- I like the Westbrook commercials too. They're really funky. I like the cat commercials with the Sasquatch. Oh, with yeah, yeah. That, I like him. Actually, no, I don't. They're really bad. But, but I like. I'm him. just happy Cat got a commercial. <laughs> like seven footers don't get commercials, so. Blake Griffin. And they had to put him next to a Sasquatch to make him look normal. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I used to like Dwayne's commercials. Remember the Gatorade one? The the good. Yeah, the those bad. were good. The good. I the bought all Dwayne. those Gatorades. I literally have. I have a closet full of like his like freeze ones or whatever they're called. The oh, Frost the, series. The one that he did with uh, Ice Gerben. Yeah, Ice They're good. I miss Dwayne. This fun commercial. He's a terrible actor, though. No, he's not that bad. Oh, did you see Just Right? No. Okay, I think I'm the only one who saw Just Right. Oh, no, that movie with Queen Latifah? And Common? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. The best is like, Common's (laughs) five foot eight and he's dunking. Yeah, I don't remember the plot at all, but I (laughs) literally saw that like opening day. Yeah, like you see him take off, the camera pans away, comes back, he's dunking. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And then like, it's like, pick a tall dude. You know, that's why basketball movies are bad. Have I ever given this take? I think no, you're going to give the same take. take I'm going to give. Basketball movies are bad because there are no really good tall actors. I think sports movies are bad in general. Well, I, basketball movies are the worst classic. because you can't, you can't find a good actor that's six foot eight. Like They can never yeah, make a movie about LeBron. basketball instead. Exactly. Like, why would you be in a movie when you should be playing basketball? Like, How can they make LeBron's life story in a movie? Did you guys not watch Trainwreck? That Omari was a killed train it. wreck. That was really <laughs> the worst movie I've ever seen. Omari killed in that movie. I was so upset I paid Suspension money for Suspension of disbelief. Omari is real? He was in that movie? <laughs> yeah, him and LeBron were, were like co-stars. Is Omari still LeBron was movie? actually kind of funny in that movie. Nah, no, man, that was like... I'm going to let uh, my I think, petty... I think admit. LeBron has delivery corny. I mean, like, corny delivery. Delivery, delivery corny. corny? I, think he was, I, think was del- I think it was deliberately corny. Okay, thanks. No, some, you I'll know take what? it. Somebody, I, I don't know who it was on Twitter, one of those NBA, one of those NBA bloggers, and he was saying how LeBron, Dwayne, and Kobe are like the corniest great athletes ever. <laughs> He's who? right. Dwayne and LeBron are so corny. I love that take. It's so true. Yeah, remember that the ESPN they speech where they, read a, where they read like four bumper stickers out loud? <laughs> the violence has to stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Oh my god! <laughs> you just blew my mind. You mean like stop shooting people? Oh wow! You're so brave. You're so brave for this stance. Oh. The violence has to stop. <laughs> Word. Whoa. Move over, Martin Luther King. Here comes Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Stop the entire SBs for that speech. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, didn't they do that? He stopped the whole thing. They shut it down. They were so proud of themselves. Oh, they were all black and they stood up there with their arms crossed, like, oh, we're about to, we're about to drop some heavy crap right now. Yeah. Did, did you see the funny? Because like, there's a say no of, to drugs. All there's right. A, there's a picture of the four of them lined up, and LeBron and CP3 are wearing black and black suits, white shirt, and Dwayne and Melo wearing black on black, and it. The caption was, uh, wear, wear black if you got a stripper pregnant. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was like, oh, no. So... Oh, no. Has that been confirmed, though? Like, do we no, know I don't know. We're just believing. She has, like, a master's degree in social work. <laughs> I'm serious. She has she a does? master's degree. Yeah. yeah. That. So uh, what, that means she can't lie about this? What's your point there? No, I'm just saying that she's not a stripper. She has a master's degree in social work. She's... I don't know if she's a thought or not. Like, listen. Did she go Northwestern? You can have a master's That's degree expensive. and still be a thought. You can have a master's at Northwestern? Good for her. I, mean, I was a master's at Northwestern. Jesus <laughs> <She's> impressed. <laughs> Jesus, that, that's expensive, man. It's private school. She's like, she's like good for Mello. Damn. No, I'm good for her. You found him a keeper. No. <laughs> Mello, dump Lala's. always been. Lala's kind of whack anyway, so... Excuse me. Take that back. That's terrible. Oh, come on. What does Lala What's do? She like... I don't know what she does. She acts. Acts she, poorly. Uh... Um, she has her own makeup line, doesn't she? Yeah. Is it a good makeup so else got Someone else made up some makeup and put Lala's name on it. Um, She was on 106 in Park. Was she, she on 106 in Park? Park? Wasn't she? I, 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 I was a DJ. Like that's what she came up as a yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah, that's how she, they met on TRL, didn't they? Something like that. She's one of those people like who introduced videos and said somebody's in the building and it's going down and like and that's all she ever said of any substance. Big Tigger. Yeah, but now she's an actress. Yeah, she's Big Tigger with big <laughs> something else. That's a name, man. Oh my <laughs> god, that's so 2004. <laughs> Okay, but her name is her real name's Alani, which is close to my name. So by proxy, I just like her for that alone. So yeah, Alani brings up a good point. Are we like, who's we're going off a TMZ report, right? Like that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a paternity test, but Dude, TMZ is like pretty rock solid at this point. Have we ever proven yeah. that 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 was Dwayne's baby with the stripper? Yeah, what happened to that? I don't even know. It just went dead ass quiet. Wait. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, Dwayne did have the baby. I, they have, I, is it? I don't know. He has pictures with the kids. He has pictures he with the kids. Yeah, and his other his, his other two kids, his nephew and the kid on his shoulders. Hashtag father first. <laughs> Wait, is that the other kid who's always on his snaps? Then is a ba- like a baby? Is he white? Mm, no. no, he's light skinned. What are we doing? What is this, TMZ? I don't know. Where do we end yeah. up? I don't know why we like, end up. I just went off on somebody asking... on Twitter for, like, discussing all this stuff. It's funny because like, we, went, we went from... They're like, Dwayne's a bad father. I'm like, have you met Dwayne? Like, have you seen him around his kids? Like, what do you mean? He's a... Like, what do you know about Dwayne Wade? Yeah, like, that come from? His ex is crazy, though. Oh, she's the worst. Oh, you, you're in Chicago. You know. Like... I, I am. 
That's why I was surprised I mean, that Dwayne went back there. I was like, you're going over there? For a judge to give the father full custody is like really, I mean, the woman has to be nuts. Yeah, she's off kilter. Wouldn't she like come to heat games and like threaten people and stuff? Yeah, she was outside of the Birdo Center here with a sign about like how he doesn't pay her anything and how she's not leaving until she <laughs> gets her money. Start. Like that's gonna work out well. <laughs> that, that'll that'll get you. Yeah, like you're not gonna get arrested on the spot. Okay. Alana, do you have to go or, or can you stay? I do. I, yeah, was, I, know. Gonna, I was gonna say gonna, yeah because I know it's yeah. time. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. We hope to have you on thank again. You that for was having a lot of fun. Me. Come on the program again. I'm sorry oh, for my Blake Griffin take. That's okay. You and the rest of the world are against me. It's okay. <laughs> take care. Don't wear the Larry Hughes jersey again. Never. I'm gonna go change into it right now. <laughs> I'm gonna throw some popcorn at you. <laughs> throw some popcorn. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Have you on. Bye. Later. I have breaking news. What's your breaking news? All right, so during 2016, Dwayne Wade fathered his son during a temporary split from his now fiance Gabriel Union in 2016. Gabriel. It's not breaking news. It's breaking news. It's like old news. Gabriel Union. Old news. Who the hell is Gabriel Union? (laughs) Is that a guy? Yeah, I think so. That now that's breaking news. That's breaking news. A lot of things. If he split from Gabriel Union. (laughs) Gabriel Union. That that'd be news. Oh. I remember when the stripper came out. I was like, damn, Dwayne. I was going to a Panthers game. I was like, good for you. Thank you for letting that wallow in silence. Can always. Alf, what are you looking at, Alf? No, uh, Mr. Bill is telling us to tread lightly on our UD and Uptown Dale hate. We, what? What, where, okay, where did this UD? Oh, that was Brass, right? Last show? Brass, last. He okay. just questioned... Should UD have a roster spot? Listen, and I said he can't. He should have a roster spot. But when he's done, he can take over up for Uptown Dale because Uptown Dale is terrible. Listen, I want to separate myself from any bad things that Brass Jazz says about Udonis. I love UD. He's going he didn't up- say anything bad. Okay, just clarifying for the listeners and for the Dash audience that I am not anti-Udonis. That it's just Brass. But you're anti Tyler Johnson, right? I am very anti TJ. So you're still on brand. Yes. Is he going to cut his hair or what? Somebody should have asked Riley that. I think no. someone asked that during um, the exit interviews. I think he just said he was he had an appointment for a dentist. It wasn't Anthony because he doesn't ask anything <laughs> fun. It. Well, can we talk about how reporters were asking Spo uh, Riley spoke questions? Like, oh, how do you see them using so and so Winslow in the future? And I was like. Doesn't matter what Riley thinks. Just hit something. Yeah, I always find that funny. Like, like Riley's like, oh, when he was like, oh, uh, Winslow's going to be a starting small forward. I'm like, dog, you don't know that. You have no idea if that's the. I mean, I, I, I honestly think, I suppose at the point right now, if Riley came down, I was like, start UD. He'd look at Riley and be like, yo, get the f out of my face. Like, we're not doing that. Crazy old man, go drop your rings on the table. Give me Blake Griffin. I have sound. <laughs> Word to Alana. You guys want the sound? Sure. Yes, go give, get, get us some sound. Just really take up some time. Last July, you told us you're starting What is he now in your mind? Is he still your starting three? And what did Richardson show you late after the injuries to make you conclude what he is long term? I think both uh, players. Uh, give us uh, the opportunity to move forward 
uh, without being a lottery team every year to get better. Uh, last year when Tyler and Justice and Josh came off the bench with Dwayne and Lou and Joe and you know all of those guys, uh, they were like spark plugs. Uh, anything they did was like, you know, over the top was was a, a aha moment, you know. I mean, they were great energy. They dunk, they'd run, they'd defend. Uh, Josh got on this incredible three-point run at the end of the season. Uh, they had great experience going into the semifinals, the Eastern Conference playoffs. And uh, so, you know, those two players uh, are our future, are part of our future, a big part of our future. Uh, I will take exception with some of you here in the media, uh, but it's your right because you're always in the numbers and, and, and looking at you know specific things, is that uh, I've been around players like Justice Winslow you know, for a long time, and uh, he is more than a shooter. He's a player, he's a warrior, he's a defender. Uh, he's got tremendous energy, he cares about winning, he always tries to make winning plays. Uh, the guy had a tough, rough ride this year. Uh, he had the sprained wrist and played with it the entire time while he was, we were going through struggles, uh, separated his shoulder, had to have surgery. Brian, stop Brian, Brian stop. what are you doing? I'm telling you to kill the damn sound. Like, everyone's like saying. Brian, that was like 50 seconds. I didn't think you guys to talk. Why? Like, talk over it. I'm going, I'm doing the cue to cut the damn sound on the video and you continually play it yeah, okay you guys want to know what's really bad okay so Brian was waiting for one of us to talk over it I was giving such a hot take and I forgot to unmute my mic <laughs> <laughs> so like I Brian saw, was waiting for... I saw it was Alf because I have like the big screen Brian was waiting for me to do exactly what he wanted me to do, but I didn't unmute my mic. Jesus. I wanted him to stop it right after he said, uh, Justice is not just a shooter. No, like, was why was that taken so poorly long. on Twitter the other day? Like, do people because not get what he was trying to say? They put that quote by itself. They put that quote by by itself, so it looks like he's saying that he he's not just a shooter, that he's, like, basically implying that he's a shooter. Because yeah, but they even put the if I didn't hear the press conference, I'm not dense enough to think that Riley thinks that uh, Justice Winslow is Clay Thompson. Like, you have to be really dense or just want to give a hot take about Justice's shooting to actually, like, to, to think that he was trying to say that, oh, he's not just a great shooter, he's also this. He was trying to say that that's not, like, stop focusing so much on his shooting and focus on everything else he does on the court, which we've been championing for a minute here. I want to get back to Brian not doing his job. <laughs> no, he was no, 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 no. That was not Brian's yes, fault. Yes, it was. Why would you? you what would possess you to play a sound that long? I mean, they do it That's all day Pat, on the radio, huh? It's Pat Riley. But I don't care. That was way he too long, and he didn't say anything. You should have like started it like, halfway in, it like was two minutes. That's Brian. Two minutes is long. That's on you. No, that's on you. <laughs> like a sound bite is a myself. sound bite. I blame myself for that. Never mind. Broadcasting the damn press conference again. I mean, didn't 790 do the entire press conference yesterday? Yeah, that's fine. When you broadcast the press conference. Might as well. did it again on every one of their shows. We played two minutes out of a 47-minute press conference. Okay, but like the way that I sound bites. Right, what's up? 
when you quote, when you're writing a story, you quote somebody, you don't block quote the whole damn thing. You do two sentences. I mean, that's you're why wrong, people G. thought Pat Riley was saying that this is a shooter. I'm so mad at you. We you're were wrong, really, G. We did a, we, this is such a good show. You know, it's your fault. Just submit it. We were having so much fun. We were laughing. We were having fun. And Brian has to come with a two-minute damn audio clip. We had a girl on. Yo, get out of here. It was fun until you, you shared your Robin Lopez take. <laughs> yeah, that Robin Lopez. No, hold on. Bad. Wait a second. Last podcast, I said a correct thing about McRoberts' option, and Alf, Leif, and Brass laughed me like, we'd be jumping in the streets if he had an option. <laughs> no, there's no way he has an option. He does have an option. He does. And they made fun of me for because I said, no, You know what option. the worst part of me, first of all, you're so excited because on one podcast, how many podcasts have we had? 111 or something at this point? This is our 117th, right? Okay, and on one podcast, you finally made a good point. I mean, right? you guys are so mean to me. Congratulations. Anyway, the worst part about that is I made a point on an earlier podcast when someone asked me, do you think McBob will opt in? Because obviously he has a player option, and I, I was like, of course he's going to opt in. Because he's going to steal more money for another year. So I knew he had a player option. But for some reason, the urge to make fun of you yeah, okay. was more important than the urge to be right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, priority speaking, speaking of making fun of people, did you guys see um, that stat I, I tweeted earlier about the Celtics draft? Okay, yeah. so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read it for the audience because this is really funny because we all we talk about is Danny Ainge acquiring assets and this process Twitter nonsense of the process uh, Danny Ainge the Celtics they've done so much and you remember last draft everyone was raving oh my God Boston has eight picks in this draft look they're gonna do so much with these eight picks <clears throat> their number yo they had like three drafting stashes in the first round yeah so of their eight picks. Four of them never played a minute in the NBA. Two of those were in the first round. So they picked two guys in the first round that never played. Another of the guys played 17 minutes in the NBA, and another one played 10. So four of them never played. Two of them played under 20 minutes for the entire season. They forgot that an NBA team doesn't have 20 roster spots. They hit on two out of eight picks. And one of them is not. I, 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 uh, they hit on that um, that brown guy. Yeah, brown. Yeah, that was the only one because the other one. I, I uh, what is it? Rozier. Rozier was the year before. He was the the Justice draft. I don't even know the other guy that they got. Uh, uh, Gabbert, Gabbert, What is it? Gabbershon. Okay, this is Who cares? That loser. <laughs> so French dude. Like for all that talk of process and acquiring picks. It amounted to nothing. Well, they tried to unload all those picks, right? But, but nobody wanted it. But we talked about it. Who would want Because they wanted Winslow or whatever. Like, who wants that garbage? I mean, it's not necessarily garbage. But, like, Alf, that, here's Alf, the thing. What they like, got was garbage. They had a haul the of problem picks. Is you, the problem is on draft night, when, the like, the reality of, like, what's happening to a lot of these teams hit them. Like, on draft night, they're looking at the players on the board, and it's it's – it's not as appealing. When you have all these picks, that's when you like package them with another player. Like I'm gonna give you this player plus three picks, and that like you can't just on draft night say I'm gonna give you six picks. I know. Like, 
on draft night is like the stunning realization like half these half of these dudes are going to be bust uh the other 25 percent are going to be uh low level role players uh 15 of them are going to be decent role players and maybe 10 percent might be a star slash superstar can a listener Do you see that math i'm telling you it's spot on I, can, can a listener okay listener somebody we'll i said 50 percent 25 percent 15% and 10%. If somebody does this, we'll we'll, that, uh, 100%. we'll reward you with something. If a listener does that, we'll think of something. With a fun. t-shirt. We'll give you a t-shirt. We'll give you a t-shirt. If somebody, who, I just said it, though. It's it's obvious. It's 100%. Anyway. Regardless. Um, the real, the realization of what the, the realization of what the draft is on draft night, like, that, it's hard to make that, it's hard to make those trades on draft night. Yeah, but it's like, um, but it's what we've been saying. It's like you acquire all these things that nobody wants. Because if they don't move them, like they didn't move them at the trade deadline, those picks will never have more value than at the trade deadline. Right? Like they can get the most for the least. on Exactly. They'll never get an opportunity to get Paul George or Jimmy Butler at that price. Right? Because, like you said, on draft night, the picks just the picks just they get devalued. And they're like a car. Like but I think they get devalued after the picks are made. Clearly not. I mean, like they've been trying to get rid of picks on draft night forever. Nobody wants them. And now, when people yeah, wanted they're... picks, they didn't do it. It's just weird. It's like I and I can understand that. Yeah, listen, it's a good process. Like to acquire assets, to, but you have to do something with them. No. The, the Celtics, the Celtics have a like up until the point of making the transaction. The Celtics have a fantastic process. Yes. The problem is at the point of the transaction, their unwillingness to let go of these assets is their downfall. They have like, a, like but you have to have the you have to have the Riley size balls to pull the trigger. So when Riley sees Goran Dragic become available and he has some first round picks. Riley's like, take this crap. I need Goran, Goran Dragic on my team because I have Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and my window's closing, right? That's the problem with Ainge. Like, at the trade deadline, he had this freaking trump card in his hand. What's going to turn out to maybe be the number one pick, at worst, be the number four pick. And what did he do with it? He sat, sat on, on it. it. And I also do blame some of these other teams, like the Pacers, where... You know, they started asking for everything and their mother for Paul George. Like, listen, Paul George doesn't even want to be there. Like, go ahead and get yourself the number one draft pick to 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 put alongside Miles Turner and maybe build yourself something in a few years. But, you know, that's the problem with these assets. Like, the, like if you're not willing to pull the trigger, if you're not if you're not gambling Pat Riley out there, like just <laughs> Ready to blow blow everything up to to make a champion. The assets don't matter. It's and by the way, they have an aging point guard, right? So them the 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 top picks on the board are going to be point guards, right? So like they're going to have a decision to make. You don't just draft Lonzo Ball to play him fifteen twenty minutes a game. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be insurance. He's going to serve as insurance because they they're basically set at every position. No no guy that they draft. You think that guy is going to want to be there as insurance with with his father? No, the the thing is which any one of those point guards that they get whether it's Lonzo or whether it's Markel, 
Um, they're going to serve as insurance probably for a year or two before they end up trying to unload Isaiah before he gets too old, I think. But, I mean, you're not going to... I think it's And then pretty... by that time, they're more developed because, you know, point guards that are okay, rookies are horrible. Fine, and I understand that, but I think it's pretty fairly clear that they're not a contender. Like, they're not... For a championship? Not, no. They're not good enough. And they're, it's not but, that they're... But if they trade they're for Jimmy Butler or Paul Hassan George... They're not away or anything. Like, they're significant. They're, like, maybe two pieces away from being championship ready. You know what I mean? Like No, that team with Hassan in the middle would be scary as hell right now. I disagree with that take. I don't know, man. I, I don't know you how... You would good... disagree with that take. Of course I do. Al, could you imagine playing Al Horford at the four in this NBA? Like, he's too slow for that. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be no, invested in both of those guys. Agreed. If you're telling me you'd rather have Hassan over Horford for that team, that's a different story. But trading for Hassan with Horford under contract for like 125 mil, like I'm not paying 250 mil combined for two centers. You and, know? and you just create. You don't create as much space for Isaiah, and that's why he's able to finish what he finishes. I mean, Horford can hang out on the on the three point line because he's worthless anywhere else anyway. Um, but I do think that <laughs> I do think that Hassan and Horford could play very well together. I think you guys, I think you guys, the whole today's NBA crap that you guys spew. Alfie wasn't his defensive numbers at one point in the year were some of the worst in the league. Who Horford? Because he doesn't have a real big man next to him. Like Alfie he's is not a, a big, big man. man. He's no, he is not. That is the problem. Alfie shot. He is not a big man. Like he can't rebound. And Robin Lopez is eating his lunch. Stop calling him a big man. Yeah, but he's out there on the floor stumbling around like a big man. Like, he's just as slow as one. You can't play two stum- well, I, like I think you guys, centers you bumbling guys, around. He has cement feet, just, Alf. Horford yeah. is just as quick and as fast as Chris Bosh. Even no, faster. Alf. No. Alf. Are you serious? Yes. No, are you serious? You're trying to tell me he doesn't get up and down the floor as, no. as quickly or fast. I like Al Horford. Alf, Chris he's Bosch a good player, is, but like, he's pretty quick. Not a, the no. way that Bosch and the way that Bosch and Whiteside were playing towards the first, towards the end of the second blood clot, like how well they were playing together is how well Horford and Hassan could play together. Hassan, Bosch is also a better pick and roll defender. Was, how, that's that's that matters. Bosch is special in the pick and roll. His ability to rotate and hard trap. Yeah, but, uh, Horford does it. Horford is not but nimble. Bosch was not when when Hassan and Bosch were on the floor together. Bosch was not involved in as many pick and rolls as he was when he was on the floor with Shane Battier. No, yeah, it he, becomes a, it becomes no, it no, it becomes no. You're right. Almost, no, you're right. I'm agreeing. Yeah, it's not it's not as important. And you switch your entire approach to pick and rolls when Hassan is your center and when Bosch is your center. They were not right? great. The great defensive pairing on those teams was like Bob and Bosch, not Hassan and Bosch. That was I'm not that but, was not a great how, defensive how, tandem. How much how much of how, we saw at the end of the second year with Bosch and Hassan that they started to play well together. And what happened, Bosch got blood clots. They started to figure it out, man. Like, you can figure it out. Also, Horford does not command the ball offensively 50% as much as Bosch does. I think so if you use just... Horford as a secondary playmaker on a team like that, I think that'd be better. But I don't think you could play him as a big man if you're, if you're putting him next to Hassan. I think you use Hassan as, like, no, a pick-and-roll big. You put him out there on the perimeter. You put him on and the you, perimeter, and he like, can handle as a second or like, third you, playmaker. You pair you him, him with like, someone like Millsap or Bosch, not with Hassan. No, you, with, you're already you're already you're already doing that. Alfie with has to play center. He cannot play no, power he does forward. Not. Alfie can't that's... guard LeBron. If LeBron is out there, he cannot guard him. That's why okay, nobody does make, that. You 
you he made, has to you play made five. Cha- you made changes. But Alf, he, all the good teams, all the good teams okay, have a he guy play- that plays a small ball four. Okay, but Johnny, he can play the small ball four almost because he not he on stand, defense. Stand out there Alf, you put him on an three. island with LeBron, and, with 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 Jimmy Butler, or so. Wait, wait. So are you telling me you're telling me the Spurs can't play Powell and and uh, Powell and Aldridge together? How Alf, because Aldridge, they you, have you, elite Aldridge perimeter is a, is a defending. Like what are you guys talking about? They have elite Both perimeter are, huh? defending. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they have Kawhi Leonard. Is the, the, it's the a little anchor. different. But you're trying to tell me that you trying to tell me that uh, Horford can't play the four position on defense. Lamarcus Aldridge does it all day long. So, he's, so he's no, you're quicker. wrong. He's like quicker. you can make it work. Alf, he's quicker than he is. He's not the same. You're trying to tell me Lamarcus Aldridge is that much quicker than Horford? Yeah. Like, get out of my face with that nonsense. Like, honestly, you're just making stuff up to 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 reinforce your point. Like, do not tell me LaMarcus Aldridge is a goddamn speedster compared to Horford. <laughs> like, he's not the Flash. Like, get yeah, out of shoot over anybody. Like, listen, Him and Powell will shoot biggest, over anybody. The biggest problem with Horford on that team is they don't have a good rebounder like at, at any position. So when the Heat were, were the big three Heat, they had plus rebounders in other places. Dwayne was a good rebounder for a guard. LeBron was an elite rebounder. Like and they, they still got they, they got no they, got, they crushed. Still got crushed on they the board. They got crushed on the board. But they had elite offensive talent. But, so, but no, but the, the Celtics have a good offense. The Celtics shoot a lot of threes. And the Celtics no, have a lot of free the throws. Celtics do not have elite offensive talent when it comes to the playoffs. They do not. They have one guy that can create his own shot. One guy. No, you're right. The offense is and good. Don't, be, of don't tell me it's the same thing. No, but but, but what, Alf, you know, Miami has plus no, rebound. What Boston needs, what Boston needs, is a presence in the middle to to snatch some of these offensive rebounds out of Robin Lopez's hands. They need somebody to to to, to protect the rim because they have poor poor perimeter defense. Alf, right, have, have and you, you guys are trying league. to tell me that there's no way that this could work because Al Horford, what Al Horford needs is shots. Like, Dude, just look at Kevin Love playing tell, with, with Moskov. Huh? That's, that's what it is. Like, just think, just it's basically not, it's compare not it to that like, bad. No, 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 no. But I'm saying like it's it's that kind of concept. I'm it's it's the concept of having two slow bumbling big men around. I mean, big men playing on the same lineup. Yeah, the same. All, guys, it didn't work with Moskov. The way that you guys are acting, yeah. you, the way you guys are acting like that. Horford is a just a bumbling like you, you're acting like he's Al Jefferson. Like you guys are really acting like he's slow. Hold on, wait a second. I, I would. I want to. I want to pause for a second. This is the most serious sports debate I think we've ever <laughs> had on this show. God, it's getting on my nerves. Like you, guys <laughs> you are yelling at each other, call each other liars. I'm never wrong. Hard network out. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Soon you'll have a separate fridge in the basement where extra groceries are exiled forever. Remember that frozen lasagna? Of course you don't. It's been down there since 2008. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Piece of cake. Behind the lasagna. It's very old. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.